Welcome back to Soul Purpose with Shamama. Guys, you really put on the pressure last week. Not gonna lie, I had this idea in my head that I was gonna do it once and then that would be great. Like nobody would really listen and I wouldn't have to do it again. (laughs) And then someone said, I can't wait for next week's episode. And I said, wow, pressure is on. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I am going to take it easy on myself and bring on a guest tonight. Um, This person is my life partner, my husband, my best friend. We have been together for 16 years. We've been married for 15 of those years. And we have three children, 11, 9, and 7 in my homeschool. He is also the person who brought me back into the faith. Not many people know, but I left the church and um, did not want to return to a church between 05 and 06. And he, in all his charm, was able to bring me back into a church. And so part of my sole purpose is because of his sole purpose. And it is my honor to introduce you to my husband, George. Hi. Hi, Faith. Hi, how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Long time no see. Long time no see, right? (laughs) So, babe, um, I want to get to know you. What is your best take on like (laughs) being married to me like what is that like (laughs) use your words wisely (laughs) it's it's everything you know it's the best of times it's you know hard times too obviously but it really is the best part of life is doing life with you and um, it's challenging sometimes, it really is. Uh, this being married thing, it wasn't necessarily uneasy. But, you know, as, as life went on, you know, the challenges definitely presented themselves. And I'm sure that's for anyone, anyone who knows what it's like to live with another person, you know, finding out those little things that are, I don't know, um, just a part of life, but you can't always see those things (laughs) until you see them. And children... Children is another part where you don't see that until you're there and you're never really prepared and you just do the best you can mm. you know what do you think is the best part about being a husband and a father we live in a world where nowadays marriage is not necessarily popular we got married when we were young 20 and 21 right we were both 21 yeah I was two months in being 21, and a lot of people would consider that very young. Um, 
a lot of people doubted us. A lot of people said we were too young, said we weren't ready for marriage, said we didn't have enough life experience to venture into this. And um, I'd like to think we've proved them wrong. And not just for the sake of proving them wrong, but because, you know, love and marriage is a choice and it's something that you have to choose daily. You have to walk in it daily and it's it's not always easy. What about parenthood? <laughs> Parenthood's another thing that, you know... Sometimes you choose, sometimes you don't. We didn't necessarily choose when we would be parents, per se. Um, We knew we always wanted children. And for those first couple years of marriage, you know, we were like, we're okay with not having children. We're okay with getting to know each other and be with each other and learn each other. And then eventually it got to the point where we were like, yeah it's time, let's start trying to have children. And then it became a worry and a fear that we wouldn't be able to have children because it wasn't happening. And health issues and other things became hurdles. And then it just happened. And we were in it. And there was definitely no going back. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go back. I wouldn't want to change anything that we've done or had. But parenthood in itself is definitely one of the greatest challenges of life. And to not do it without you would be just impossible. I think we're a great team. Um, Like you said, it definitely has its challenges. For me, I don't think I can get through marriage or parenthood without surrender to God and, you know, the infertility time period was rough. We were told, you're never going to have kids. And then we had this praying spiritual godmother and we wound up with three so much to the point where I was like, okay, stop praying. <laughs> um, But... I love that no matter what hurdles we have come across, it's almost like we're just unstoppable. And I know that's not because of us. It is because of who's in us. And there are times when I look back and I remember the things that we used to worry about. And now that we're in this season of those answered prayers, I naively thought that everything would just be better. But like you said, it's a daily choice. We choose to do this. And it's by the grace of God that we continue to do this. Exactly. You know, we can't do it without God. And our faith walk has been there our whole marriage. And it's always been the key, the key to success for us. I agree. I think 
one of the greatest things about parenthood is that those seeds that have been sown, we're now seeing it in our children to where when we stumble in our faith walk, they remind us of that. How does it feel to be a father and a representation of God the Father to your children? What kind of weight does that carry? It's a heavy burden. It really is. But it's also an honor and a privilege. And I'm, I'm thankful for my little children and how much they look up to me and rely on me and trust me. And I can only imagine that that's what God the Father wants also and and wants to see from us his children also and that's not always easy and sometimes just like with our kids and we want them to be able to come to us with anything sometimes they don't and that's the same with us adults that pride I have so much respect and honor for you because you reflect the father's love even though you didn't have that example and I've watched you grow into fatherhood and be these things that you didn't necessarily see on a regular or consistent basis And it is one of the most beautiful things to witness. I think that sometimes people think that fathers are just supposed to be this dominating, domineering force in the household. And you're not afraid to say, you know what? I didn't necessarily handle that well. I'm sorry. And I think that's very important in the relationships with our children so that they can grow up and have healthy interpersonal relationships. What advice would you give to someone who is either new to fatherhood or they're recently married or maybe they've been married for years and they're going to be going into fatherhood in some way? but they never had that example. Or if they had the example, it wasn't a consistency. What would be your one piece of advice for them? It would be to love your spouse and your children unconditionally, as unconditionally as possible. And to um, truly choose them first above yourself. Not to say that you should fall to the wayside and you shouldn't have things for yourself and what you know what you desire but when you truly put your family first um it'll flourish and that'll lift you up to where you're flourishing also I think at least for me that's how it is as as long as I put my family and their needs before my own I I seem to excel in other areas of life when I do that. 
daily sacrifice. And I think that's something that people automatically think about when it comes to mothers, when it comes to fathers. There's this idea, you know, that fathers are not necessarily depicted in a positive light on television. But especially with me leaving for five days this past month, I think our children were able to see exactly how much you are to them and how much you do for them. I was so grateful that you allowed that break and you handled it so well and and with grace. And before I left, you know, it was a lot of nerves going around. And then we had this night where I remember, um, you know, the kids talking about, well, we're sick, what's going to happen? And I remember those nights when I was healing from my C-sections and you would pack my wounds and put the kids to bed. And um, if they were sick, you would be the one running up and down the stairs taking care of all of us for many years. And I think those are things that, you know, people don't necessarily publicly talk about the, the, the role of a dad. So I thank you for your daily sacrifice for us you are definitely underrated sometimes and I know that I say thank you enough but I just want to publicly say thank you for all those nights where I couldn't get out of bed or the kids were sick or you know there was just something that I couldn't handle because of grief or illness and you stepped in without complaint. So thank you for that. And now I want to lighten up the mood a little bit. What are your favorite things to do? What do you do for fun? Yes, you have a daily sacrifice as husband, as father, You know, you work really hard for us. You're my favorite electrician. What is it that brings you joy? Well, for the most part, video games. (laughs) uh, I've always been a gamer, and I've always found peace in that, you know, escape from reality. Um, Just delving into that delving into the story of a game or and the, the cool action of the game and just really enjoying it and then obviously my kids and teaching them and showing them about video games has always been a great joy also seeing how much they enjoy it too I remember when I was pregnant, you're like, man, I cannot wait to teach them how to play video games. And our kids really are, like, great at them. That's it's definitely something that I don't necessarily understand completely, even though I dabble in video games. But to see them all united in the living room playing the video game, uh, which is the Switch for us, for anybody who cares, um, it's definitely fun to watch. Um, you also have another talent. 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're great with your hands. Oh my goodness. You, I have to tell you guys, he definitely has the Midas touch. And I'm probably going to mess up the words. That's why I want him to talk about it. But my husband, even when he was on the road, he would make these creations out of, is it copper? Mm-hmm. And what what is it officially called? There's no official term for it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, twisting and braiding copper wires together, sometimes aluminum wires, and just making little sculptures out of them. Like scorpions and snakes and butterflies and dragonflies. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things about you. How great. I mean, I don't have fine motor skills at all, but your level of patience and your attention to detail is just amazing. I may have to try to find a picture to post with this podcast of something that you've created me. Um, I think about your creations and I think about how God has created each of us so unique. We are not like the same at all. You're very, very quiet. I'm pretty sure we've been talking too long already. (laughs) And me, I'm just like, I just go on, 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 on. Do you find that there really is value or that opposites really do attract? And what does that mean for you? I think that that is the case most of the time. Um, I think that People who are dissimilar uh, find more to talk about and and bring their differences together. Because if you have two people who are just too similar, then I I feel like they get bored with each other because you know they're 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 bringing too much of the same stuff to the table. So it's I think for the most part it's better. Like you said, opposites attract. Um, yeah. Last question. What are you looking forward to as we close out the rest of this year? I feel like December is going to be here before we know it. Is there something you're looking forward to either this year or in the coming year? What do you see your future as? Or what do you desire it to be? I mean, I really just desire for it to continue to be this and to for us to grow, you know, together and closer together and with our children and just to continue being a a, a family together and that's all I really want. I don't know. I've never been good at looking forward or planning ahead. I just kind of try to live in the moment. Mm. I think that's exactly why we balance each other out. Because 
I am always thinking light years ahead. And it's so funny because I came across a time hop post today. You don't even know this. And I was reminded about how humble and grounded you are. And I know that sometimes I get a little anxious about certain things. When I have an idea, I'm just like, let's go, go, go. But you remind me to pause, see law, and be content in the moment and trust God's plan for our life more than anything else. And I'm so grateful for that. I hope you know that. I do. Thank you. I hope you know that I... I look to you for a lot of things too. I really rely on your strength of spirit sometimes, you know. You know, I feel like when I'm down, you're up and you help me get back up and vice versa. And that's what it means to be a team. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that's enough about us. Um, I want to know about you. Are you in a relationship? Are you seeking to be married? What's your testimony? Um, I thank God for this time of us being able to pause and reflect. As great as this moment was, we were just fussing at our kids less than 30 minutes ago. And that's just real life. But at the end of the day, I am so glad that God made it possible for me to live life with this man that is sitting right next to me. And I pray that if it be in his will, you will have your partner or if you do and maybe things are kind of shaky that you pause and reflect on those good things it's never ever ever going to be perfect our marriage is far from perfect we've both made a lot of mistakes and we will probably make more mistakes but at the end of the day if you keep your eyes fixed on the main thing and some of you know who the main thing is If you commit to that daily sacrifice, not saying that you have to lose yourself, but basically loving your neighbor as yourself, because your first neighbors are those who are right there in the house with you. It's so worth it. Until next time, I love you and I mean it.